Hey, welcome to Pardon the Confusion. This is episode 125, and this is the 2020 Thanksgiving edition. In 2020, uh, it may sound scary, and hopefully this this webinar is not a, a, a scary webinar, but nonetheless, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being loyal listeners to Pardon the Confusion. And I just wonder if there, there's some one person out there who's been faithful enough and thankful enough for this podcast who's listened to all 125 episodes. I can't imagine. We obviously have to get our thanks out the way ahead of the time. Yes, we've not received any reward, but thank you to Sports Country Radio for for allowing our voices to go out on the airwaves across the nation and uh, across the world wide web. But today, this evening, whenever you're listening, we hope your ears are hungry and have a good appetite for a, a, a feast of sports talk tonight. We have Paul R. Arnold. He is up in Dexter, Michigan. Paul, what's the weather report up in uh, Michigan tonight? Yes, yes, yes. Snow has arrived up north and is the season, or tis the season, to grow a beard. So Travis and I compared videos before this podcast started, and we're both in the beard growing business because we want to be like Ernest Watts. We want to have a beard. And when I grow a beard, as, as Travis can attest, it's all white. And so I'm thinking small children are starting to follow me if I go to the store. So, Ernest, <laughs> how's your beard doing? It's pretty good. It got a little thick there. I, my, it gets too thick, I start getting dandruff. And uh, my son, too much information. Beard, yeah, my son's beard's about a foot long. And he has all the beard oil and beard treatment and all that Justin stuff. Justin or I Jordan? Do, Justin. Justin's beard is about a foot long. He looks like one of the Smith brothers. (laughs) For those of you under the age of 50, that was a set of cough drops they used to sell with guys with long beards. So, uh, the duck call guys. Yeah, Jordan has one too. Uh, No, we, we, the whole family, we've all got. Oh, the whole family? Wanda has a beard? No, no. Oh, my goodness. No, all the males do. (laughs) Okay. Even my, even, even Logan. Logan, you're listening. You got a beard. You should know that. But go ahead. He, he's probably starting to. Uh, he probably get a shake yet. He's getting up in his teenage years as well. That, uh, yeah. You, y'all remember that first shave as a teenager and watching your dad. I, that that brings memories back to me. I was staying with my grandpa one time. I used to love having sleepovers. I think I mentioned it before. And we'd watch the great outdoors, eat cake and ice cream, just have a good night. But you know, we'd take a, a a bath in his bathtub. Didn't have a shower, but nonetheless, he left his razor out, and I was. It's starting to be like, uh, hey, Grandpa, I was probably my son's age, seven, eight years old, and I cut my face wide open. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I learned from that for sure. You watched The Great Outdoors, the movie Dan Aykroyd and John <laughs> yes. Candy? Yep, and we watched okay. all kind of westerns. And, uh, okay. Yep. yep. So I, my, my language became very um, affluent at a, at a young age. And um, so, yeah, I, got, I developed good language skills um, as a young man. But guys, this is the Thanksgiving edition, and I just just thinking about you all. It's been a long time since I have physically seen Ernest Watts. I've never physically. And, and that's what on. you're thankful for, right? <laughs> I, I am. You know, wow. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we all have a craving to see some old friends that we haven't seen in a while. And Paul, we've never uh, physically in person shook hands, laid eyes, you know each other. Like we said, we 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 saw each other's beards earlier. But uh, if, if the Pardon Confusion cast could get together on a Thanksgiving day and just, you know, uh, send all the women away, they could do their shopping. You know, it wasn't COVID. We didn't have to worry about that. If we could all gather together and sit around and, and watch a football game, you know, of course, food brings us together, football and sports. Paul, what is one thing that, that Paul Arnold is good at cooking at? It could be Thanksgiving holiday related type food. But what would you bring to, to enjoy at, at our gathering? Apple pie, man. I'm going to make an apple pie tomorrow for my family. My mom always made apple pie when I was growing up. And I moved to Hotlanta, Georgia. I was a single guy. And I was there first Thanksgiving away from home. Couldn't make it back home. So I called my mom. I said, how do I make your apple pie? And I didn't even have a rolling pin. So I used a glass, like a tall glass, just to roll out the dough. It wasn't the best, but I've come a long way since then. So apple pie. Okay, did, would you use fresh cut apples? Oh, you know, yeah, man. Canned? Everything. Yeah. My own crust, okay. cut apples, everything. Now, do you do the – there's different variations of apple pie. You have Dutch apple pie. You have the lattice apple pie. That 
I've even had car- caramel mixed in. No, no, no. Classic American yeah, classic. red, white, and blue yeah. apple pie. Nice. Yes. And does it? Do you finish it off just with a dollop of whipped cream or a dollop of like vanilla ice cream? I, I don't judge people, Travis. If if they put whipped okay. cream, I'm not going to hate on them. But it's preferable okay. with vanilla ice cream. Ah. That sounds good, and mm. and I can imagine the table of this this uh, so-called meeting of pardon confusion men and watching football is not going to be a healthy table. But Paul, would you? Oh, excuse me, Ernest. Would you make anything? You know, <laughs> okay, okay. burgers. Are you, are you a cook? Could you cook anything? Okay. Or what would you buy? Here's the two culinary classics that I would bring, and I will describe how I would prepare them. Take one can of cran apple sauce. Use one can opener. Open the top of said can. <laughs> dump the cranberry Plump. sauce in a plate. Cut about a quarter of an inch slices on each. Mm-hmm. Take one bottle of Diet Coke. Take one glass, fill with <laughs> ice to the top, pour down the side so you don't get all that foam. Don't want the foam. That takes up space. <laughs> I don't want more foam than I want drink. And there you go. That's what I bring to Thanksgiving. Cranberry okay. sauce and Diet Coke. Ernest is the the one relative that would always show up to the family reunion to gather and, and probably bring a store-bought item or the KFC or the Bojangles box. It was always the, the delight oh, the, to see that. The Neapolitan the ice cream yeah. or the yeah. pound cake or the Claxton fruit cake. That's uh, what it is. Hold uh, on for that. Uh, uh. Yeah. Hey, that see, was... the cranberry sauce helps out with the fruit cake. Right. It keeps you regular enough that you'll pass the fruit cake. <laughs> yeah. I would say I'd have to bring, I'd bring a meat, um, a meat side, you know, um, maybe have some barbecue sliders. Um, mm. And then men and meat to go together. M's, but I, I do a, a slow cooker um, root beer roast. It's a, it's a pork butt. And you can use different various of pork. Um, but you, if you have the bone in it, it gives it more flavor, and you cook, cook it for at least 12 hours. What I do is use throw some garlic and onions, salt and pepper, some other seasoning. I just throw it in there, and I pour um, a can of root beer in there and let it soak that up and make uh, use the rest of the root beer to make a root beer kind of barbecue sauce and it's it's very good on um, uh, some some bread and barbecue slider. So but you're um, leaving out the most important thing. What's that? The arrangements of the chairs. One must have the chair that you can watch the football game on the TV <laughs> during the meeting, even though it's the stinker game usually. And this year the twelve o'clock game is a stinker. It's still mm-hmm. football. Bad football is better than no football. Yes. And and at this point, we may only get two games on Thanksgiving instead of three. Mm. Yes. I haven't heard about that. But as we've bridged into NFL, we, uh, uh, we're going to hear a review of what Week 11 was like. And I did get to tune into a few games. And, Paul, it is the week of Thanksgiving. And uh, we knew we know that your Detroit Lions um, – <laughs> made a noble attempt against the Carolina Panthers. Since it is Thanksgiving, we're going to be a little bit nice to you. And uh, that that was it. It was a fast-paced, you know, hard-hitting game. Um, the Panthers won 20 to nothing. Carolina had their um, backup quarterback, P.J. Walker. And as Ernest said, God bless the XFL. It, it, He's a small quarterback. He's agile. He's quick, but he looks like he has some potential and did a great job at, at backup. And um, from, from my take from that game, as we'll start with there, Detroit and the Panthers is just the. Um, I thought that Carolina Panthers O line was bad, but the, the Detroit they just they let constantly. Uh, the defense was hot on the try on Matthew Stafford and. It seemed like he got hit and sacked so many times. I don't know the exact numbers, but Ernest, what uh, what were your thoughts on that game? Well, the big change was when Whitehead, who's rated the worst starting middle linebacker in the <laughs> NFL, got injured, and Jermaine Carter Jr. came in to play middle linebacker for mm-hmm. the Panthers. And I think the defense played the best game of the season. P.J. Walker, who played for uh, the Houston franchise of the XFL, really was the MVP of it. Uh, you know, he's he's not a rookie because he was on the practice squad for the Indianapolis Colts for two years. And prior to that, he actually played under Panther coach Matt Rule 
at Temple University. So there's a connection there in the respect. So the real question I have, and I have, I will aim it towards Paul, is, is Matt Patricia dead man walking? Um, maybe. Would you believe it? Maybe. I, I enjoyed the game, and Ernest, you're not going to like this because you don't like fantasy football. But in my fantasy <laughs> football league, I went off the board and picked up the Carolina Panthers intentionally to be my defense because I knew <laughs> Detroit had five injuries. Uh, Stafford's thumb was hurting they were away at carolina and anytime they play on another team that has the same color blue they tank it and so carolina panthers defense got like a 20 point score for their defense so i was enjoying the game it's almost to the point as a lion fan that you just want to see them just lose so we get rid of patricia um yeah, so you know, Lions were four and five coming into that game, looking like an outside chance of making the playoffs. But Matthew Stafford mm-hmm. um, is just—it's really good talent, but you just have a feeling that he's never going to win big. Uh, he's never going to be on a great team. He's going to make tons of money and retire and be happy, and that's going to be okay with him. Um, but Ernest, can you name the uh, Carolina defensive player that had two sacks for you? Ooh. And Obama? four quarterback hits, according to ESPN. Was it Obama? Was no. it Obama or Burns? Burns. Yeah, Burns. BB Brian Burns. Yeah, he's actually a starting middle linebacker. Do you know uh, how many shutouts there have been in the NFL this year? Uh, <laughs> including <one>. this, including <laughs> this one. Two. 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 Um, Buffalo. No, no. Indianapolis. Uh, no, no, Miami shut out the Jets. That's the only. It's strange because I'm reading the history of the NFL, and in the first ten years of the NFL, two thirds of the games were shut out. Wow! And hmm. that's the scoring has changed in that respect. I thought Walker looked pretty decent. I mean, I was glad to see yeah. an XFL guy get a chance at NFL. And yes, he threw that pick in the end zone, but he was Poo. very mobile. Poo-poo. I think he's a good yeah. change of pace quarterback to have on your roster if we're going toward a Mahomes look or a, you know yes. some of the other quarterbacks, Jackson. Um, so I thought he's a decent player. I'd rather have him than DJ Moore any day. Is, is Stafford getting into a river situation where he'll have to leave to get on a contender <laughs> at some point? Well, his wife, I think, is angling that way. This last week she sent out a tweet that she was tired of living – in a dictatorship in Michigan because our governor has been very uh, proactive about COVID uh, precautions and mandates from our state government. And Kelly Stafford, his wife, got a, a lot of attention for that. And so if she's not happy, if mama's not happy, I don't know I if anybody's happy. happy. So I think Matthew Stafford, although he signed a contract about a year and a half ago, I think lines are real close to rebuilding. And plus, uh, Martha Ford gave up the ownership to his, her daughter. Her daughter's mm-hmm. probably in her mid fifties. I think there's change coming. Yeah, is Stafford overrated or underrated? <laughs> if you expected him to win, I don't think anybody is knocking Stafford for playing on a bad team for so long. He's been on so many bad yeah. teams, so many different coordinators. He's such a good guy. He's played hurt so many times. He's just a real decent guy. The question is, does he have the leadership, uh, the little extra to make things happen? And I don't know. It's just at this point, I don't think it's going to work. But you know, the yeah. Panthers. I'm encouraged. I like. I think they're going in the right direction. I think Patricia is. I would say sixty percent chance he's gone. I think in the end of the year right yeah. now. It was it's funny that there was a little tweet sent out by the former coach, Jim Caldwell, <laughs> talking about how the team uh, did not show any leadership. And Caldwell, let me see, took you to the playoffs two times, if I remember correctly? Yeah, 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 yeah. They just fired him because they thought he couldn't get us to the next level, and Patricia has not even gotten to that level. But let's talk about a better team. Let's talk about Brady right. or somebody else who might yeah. even I, win I'm the not NFL. I'm sure Brady is a – <laughs> I got to tell y'all guys, he was missing right and left. And it seems to me, and this is just my opinion, that Bruce Arians has not modified his offense for Brady's skills. Mm. They're calling the same plays that famous Jameis Winston was throwing last year. A lot of deep throws, 
Uh, I mean, you know, they got great wide receivers. I'll give you that. And I was wrong about Antonio. He's playing. But I just don't think they've modeled what they can do to what Brady does best. And that's why now they're like, I think they're seven and four. They're Mm -hmm. really three games behind New Orleans. They're not going to catch the Saints. They're going to be a wild card. And guys, you know, Brady's never been in the playoffs as a wild card team. Mm-hmm. On a wild card team, in his career has always been divisional champs. That's, well, at least he'll make the playoffs. Stat. I don't think the Patriots will. No, the, the Patriots. Uh, I, I, I just don't even talk Patriots. I think of Cam Newton. It's just some bad, bad blood there. Bad blood. Well, there. they've lost so many oh players. Burkhead's gone now. I mean, not making excuses, but that's just a damage. They're re, they're rebuilding. I mean, you you got to give. Belichick's going to be there long term. I wouldn't be surprised if Cam is not benched in a couple of weeks when they're really officially lim- uh, eliminated, and yeah. the senior quarterback from Auburn gets a chance there for a while. They start to see if he has anything, or if they've got to go to the draft next year. Mm-hmm. And how cr- how bad was it to see Joe Burrow take an injury like he did? And and between college and pro this year. I'd like to see statistics comparing this year to last year. It just seems like there's many more injuries this year because they didn't have as much training time. And lack of uh, practice during the week also. I think that's made a difference. It's it's kind of deja vu to a certain extent. It was 50 years ago. Uh, since then, they had the number one draft pick, a kid by the name of Greg Cook, who 19, 1970 was you know, six foot five. He was had a rocket for arm. Bill Walsh always says the best physical talent he ever saw as a quarterback, and he was the offensive coordinator for the Bengals then, was Greg Cook. But Greg Cook had uh, predated Tommy John's surgery. I mean, he, he tore up his rotary cuff and never able, was able to come back. But got rookie of the year and got MVP votes his one year that he played a full year. And then he got Burrow with – and, and, you know, why would you bring him back for the last five games? He's going to be out for a calendar year. Mm-hmm. So the earliest he can come back is next Thanksgiving. Why bring him back for four years? Just let him sit out the entire year, heal up, and, and wait and see him in 2022. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, so, Ernest, you, you made a point the other day, uh, text message-wise, as far as Pardon the confusion. Our, our teams, uh, Detroit <laughs> the Lions. NFL championship. The the pardon the Panthers can win the pardon yes. the confusion NFL championship. We've already defeated uh, uh, Nate's Cardinals. Yeah, uh, we've beat Paul and David's Lions. In three weeks, we shall face Chris's Broncos. If we defeat the Broncos, we will be we will get the official. It has to be a nice trophy. Part of the confusion. No, no, NFL I think team. you should buy something for the rest of us if you win. Oh, because we won? We should buy something for the losers? <laughs> now, what's this the, is what's not politics. Mean? Losers can't keep whining. What is Dean Gum? Oh, Dean Gums is Patriots. Patriots. I don't think Oh, well, no, we're not going to And Eric Braun is the, excuse me, he's going to kill me, Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, okay. uh, front runner, front runner. What kind of stuff? No, you know he's what? been cheap since he was two. Talking about trophies, did you see the uh, KPO championship was last night? The NC Dinos won the championship. But did you see the, the Korean baseball championship trophy? Mm-mm. It's just like this sword that like He-Man would have. It's a six-foot sword. Samurai and, sword or what? No, no, no. Like. You would kill a dragon with, like you remember He Man. You yes. remember the big sword He Man would hold over yes. his head. That's what this trophy looks like. You pull the sword out of the stone. I guess you become <laughs> king of Korea, and that's the trophy. It's the wildest thing I've ever seen. That sounds like a movie, King of Korea. Oh, uh, you know, only be half of Korea. You know, currently with their <laughs> situation, but it's uh, that's the kind of trophy you need. This giant sword like that. I'm trying to look, just quickly Google it. Yeah, take a look at it. Yes, I see it. That is pretty awesome. That is a cool sport. That is pretty. The neat. Rams look like they're coming back. Rams look real well. Uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's it's. And today they moved two games to uh, the 19th of December Saturday games. Uh, the Panthers Packers game has been moved to a Saturday for NBC. 
And I believe the Broncos game has been moved to a Saturday also. So, but it's interesting because we may not get a Thursday night game because they're up to 10 COVID cases, staff and players, both running, starting running backs for the Ravens. And if this wasn't a big game on NBC, I would think it'd be already canceled. I still think it's going to get canceled in that respect. Yeah. But as, as the history Paul, as you said, the one thing that doesn't change, you know, the, the time is coming for change with the Lions, with, you know, staffing. But one thing doesn't change is they play on Thanksgiving. And as far as Ernest, as you're talking about, some potential cancellations of games or moving of the games from Thanksgiving, you know, there's a lot of money tied up, right? And in, in, uh, it used to be, right? If yeah. people could attend in person. But that's kind of one of the main reasons why the original, you know, one of the original owners you know, started that uh, Thanksgiving tradition of Detroit always playing on Thanksgiving Day. and um, It was the original first national radio broadcast yes. when the team was moved from Portsmouth, uh, Ohio, who's the Portsmouth Spartans, to Detroit. He set up this big national television, radio network, excuse me, radio network, and the first broadcast was that game, uh, what was Briggs Stadium, which eventually became Tiger Stadium. And so your first national NFL radio broadcasting was the Lions games. And, it, you know, it's been the Lions. Cowboys, in 74, they played the game in St. Louis instead of Dallas. Mm-hmm. The AFL used to play a game in Kansas City every year on Thanksgiving game. Used to have big college games. But it, it's, yeah. again, that's just tradition. Paul, do you remember your, your most favorite it doesn't have to be the Lions. It could be a Cowboy game. Thanksgiving game you ever saw? Um, yeah, that- this isn't a, a positive one. If I remember correctly, it was uh, Chicago Bears with Walter Payton. Eddie Payton. Eddie Payton's brother yeah. brought it back for Yeah, yeah. No, I was going to go to another game. Maybe it was on oh. Thanksgiving. Walter Payton uh, just destroyed the Lions toward the end of the game. And his he was so tough. He was so determined. You just watched it and said, my hat's off to this guy. This guy deserves everything he gets, and he works so hard that, you know, when you admire your enemy, you know, it just goes to a whole nother level. And if if you've never seen Walter Payton, you need to see some highlights of this man. Unbelievable talent. Unbelievable toughness. Just couldn't believe it. Um, Speaking of toughness in a different way, because I just want to talk about it, did you guys hear what uh, McCarthy did down in Dallas to get his team all wound up before the game? Yeah, he, he did Gallagher's trick, right? The old comedian Gallagher? <laughs> yes, explain it to Travis, the yeah, little explain young that guy. Okay. Audience, yeah. There used to be a prop comedian by the name of Gallagher, and he would tour everywhere. Is that the Smashing Crew guy? That's, that's the pumpkin. Yeah, and, 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 and here's the inside story. He had a twin okay. brother. So his twin brother would perform. So he'd be like in two different cities at the same time. This before the internet. And, yeah, it's before the internet. You could figure it out. But yeah, he put the watermelon on the stool and take the mount and smash it. And people would wear like, but like going to SeaWorld, people would wear raincoats the first three rows. And he really wasn't that funny, but it was, he had this big uh, handlebar mustache and he'd wear a, a toboggan or a a toke, as you would say in Canada, and that was his shtick, and that was it. It was no jokes or anything like that, but McCarthy decided that's how he was going to fire up his group. Uh, so he smashed it, wow. a couple of watermelons before the football game, and hey, it worked. Interesting. Uh, it is I true. I did I did find that on the internet. I haven't played the video, I'm, but wow, that is interesting. Um, I've, I've heard of coaches breaking a few clipboards and uh, doing some other crazy stuff, but that's that's the first. There was a college guy who ran in and headbutted uh, <laughs> a backboard and did not know it was framed on the wall and knocked himself out. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is back in the 60s. This is one of those legendary stories in that respect. And the team went out, played the second half, and he's laying there in <laughs> – on the floor, bleeding out the top of his head with a concussion. So who's the craziest college or pro football coach right now? Because the Indiana coach, I don't even remember his name right now, he is almost certifiable. He gets so wound up, and I think his dentures are going to fly out. He gets so wound up. And granted, his team hung with Ohio State this last week, but 
I was thinking, wow, that used to be a thing where coaches would just go nuts. P.J. Fleck is pretty close to that up in Minnesota, but um, the guy down in Florida down there is getting a little crazy. Yeah, coaches have definitely had to scale it back, especially in the, I'm sure, the more high school, college level with this stuff, being sensitive to many different things these days. But, yeah. Well, Coach down at LSU is not exactly uh, – Yeah. Not, going back – to my mind. Yeah. There's an old coach. Well, he's still coaching. He's an advisor for his son mm-hmm. for the University of Mississippi. It was Monty Kiffin. And everybody knows about Monty Kiffin being the father of the two-man zone uh, defense. But when Monty Kiffin was coach at NC State, he would dress up like the Lone Ranger in the middle of practice and ride up into the crowd and go, you know, hi-ho, Silver. He would do all kind of strange motivational. And I got the opportunity to meet him back in, uh, let me see, the year Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl. That's 2002. Mm-hmm. And I went, me and my sons went to training camp, which is Wide World of Disney. And he was on the back practice, and it was between breaks. And I walked up the fence and talked to him for 30 minutes, and he was just so personal and nice. And we talked about the days at NC State. He parachuted down one time during <laughs> practice off of a plane. He was just this wild motivator. Now, he couldn't get NC State to win, but the stories of the things he tried to do were, were just really, really strange. And how who can forget yeah. Mark Rick at Georgia always doing that dive, that platform dive for the football team, right? Oh, how about Jerry Glanville leaving tickets for Elvis, dressing all in black all the time? And uh, the great line when he's on the sidelines and the referees give him a hard time and says, you know, if you don't make that call, you know what NFL stands for? Not for long. That's how long I'll be employed if you keep calling stuff like that. So you don't see that. There's been kind of homogenized because now coaches – are like CEOs because they're really operating multi-million corporate dollar corporations. So yeah. the Jerry Glanvilles and and then the you know Odron's probably the last of the real shall we say unusual. Les Miles, you know, used to eat the grass off the field, and but yeah, he would during a game you'd see him bend down at L- when he was at LSU and he'd grab some of the turf and put it in his mouth and start chewing it. And they asked him about it, and he says, well, that's how I can find out if it's a winning football field. Wow. <laughs> Guys yeah. like that have kind of, you know, they, they, like I said, they, they, want the, they want the Sabans. They want the, you know, the dressed-in-a-suit CEO. You know, they don't like the strange individuals. You're talking about, for college presidents, multi-million-dollar corporations. They don't want to risk with someone who's a little strange. In the NFL – Again, it, it's a money deal. You're not going to entrust a billion-dollar industry to somebody who's a little strange. I hate that. that. That prompted something in my mind. We, we're definitely living up to our, our name. We are, we're hopping around, but it's great to have some conversations. And, but, you know, you talk about the professionalism, the dress, the poise, the, the, the well-rounded coaches. But made me think back to the old traditional days of, days of old with coaches in the NFL and I think of black and white pitchers, and I see some of the coaches like Vince Lombardi. When was the last time that you've seen a coach on the sideline with a, a, a shirt and tie? Uh, I think of maybe John Madden. Because you, know, you don't see see that anymore. You the got 49ers like coach did it for a while. Nolan, yeah, yeah, Nolan. But see, he had to have the Nike insignia on the yeah, suit right. because really? that was part of the contractual he was only coached for two years at the 49ers i think yeah he's he's the defensive coordinator for the uh, cowboys right now so he'll be unemployed real soon (laughs) uh but yeah he had because his dad uh was coached the 49ers when he was in the 60s and 70s actually Mm -hmm. took the 49ers to the nfl nfc championship twice they lost to the cowboys twice uh to roger staubach last-minute touchdowns. And because of that, he wanted to duplicate what his father did. Hmm. So, I mean, you know, you got you got Belichick with his hoodie and his cut-off short sleeves and all that. But I mean, you see it in the NBA as far as the consistency between all the coaches, most of the kind of main coaches with shirts. Yeah, yeah, they got out of that in the bubble. I think they enjoyed wearing the golf shirts in the bubble. Right. Suits. Yep, yep, yep. 
because some of the coaches you can't even tell is like is that a uh, player or they kind of dress kind of dress down casual but I want to pop back to something I had in my mind to ask you, Paul. Rewinding back, you know, to uh, the Thanksgiving question, but has it has has it been on your bucket list, or have you ever attended a Detroit Lions Thanksgiving Day game? I have not. Uh, when I grew okay. up, we lived two hours north of Detroit, and Thanksgiving uh-huh. was all about family and then playing football yeah. in the backyard and. Um, you know, my brother and I would go out and try to do different routes and we try to hit, you know, throw it before the person makes his final cut and all those things. And sometimes it would snow even up here for Thanksgiving. And we some, that was fun, too. If it snows, you need a lot of it because a little bit of snow is just sloppy. But if you get six to ten inches, oh, it's so great to play football because you run and you catch it and you fall into snow and just goes poof. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. But no, I've never been to a sporting event on Thanksgiving. Is it on your bucket list to maybe do one day, or is it just what's No, man, I'm too old. I want to get a lot of food, sit in my recliner, watch it on the big screen, and take a nap. I'm too old. Yeah, so just for review, and Ernest kind of gave us a heads up about some games could be rescheduled, but the Thanksgiving Day schedule for football, you got Houston at Detroit at 1230, so you can (laughs) kind of get uh, Thanksgiving lunch, get your belly primed, and uh, maybe – don't 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 ignore your family if you're having Thanksgiving Day lunch. Enjoy your family. Kind of maybe keep it DVR going or keep it on low in the background. Then at 4:30, after you get wake up from a nap um, and get you uh, another snack, a piece of pa- uh, uh, pies, apple Paul's Paul's apple pies. Well, wow. say that three and, times. And my cranberry sauce. And your cranberry sauce. But nonetheless, you got Washington football team at Dallas Cowboys at 4:30. Then. I think the game of the day, and I think we can all say amen to it, is going to be Baltimore at Pittsburgh at 820. I think that's going to be a uh, knockout game for sure. Uh, Do you think it's with with Pittsburgh, they're awesome defense this year, and, of course, you got Lamar Jackson. You guys said last week he's just kind of – he's in a lull in the days this year. He's not the Lamar Jackson of uh, 2019, but – do you think it's going to be a low-scoring game with uh, Detroit? Oh, excuse me, with Pitt, Pittsburgh and Baltimore? What do you think? Pittsburgh will win by two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. He put the spread on it. Nice. Yeah, two touchdowns. The real question is, will Pittsburgh run the table? No. They won't. I'm hesitating. No, no. I just was being kind and gave a second to our host to let us know. No, with Baltimore's running game totally gone, and Lamar has to do everything. And maybe this is good. He'll run a lot during that game. But Pittsburgh's at, they're just too good of a team. I don't think they're going to get let down on Thanksgiving Day. Um, but uh, we, it'll yeah. be curious to see how Washington plays at Dallas. I think Dallas will win that game. I think they're on the rise up. But, hey, what's the story about Alex Smith as a comeback player of the year? It's got to go for him. I mean, how much courage do you need to have your legs shattered and then come back and play the quarterback position again. I mean, my mind would be constantly thinking, oh, no, that big guy's getting close to my leg again. I mean, that's phenomenal. And realize that's a game for first place. <laughs> Whoever wins wow. that game will have a leg up in oh. the NFC East. Nice one. I mean, really? I know, I know. I had to go leg up, didn't I? I'm sorry. Mm. That was, but, but yeah, I mean, that is, I mean, you know, it's two mediocre teams, but again, that's the team that'll have the advantage who wins this. Dallas could still be in the playoffs very easily. When you say uh, uh, run the table with Pittsburgh and Baltimore, do you mean run the table the regular season or, I mean, or the season? Undefeated, I would say undefeated regular season. I don't think uh, too much to go. I mean, I, I think. Right now, if Kansas City went to Pittsburgh for the AFC Championship, Kansas City would be favored. And this, mm. this, these years, you've noticed that teams sort of, once they make the playoffs, they rest some of their star players for the playoff stretch. And I think that also sort of prevents the undefeated. It's just not as valued as it used to be. Um, so I don't think that's an issue very much. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think about in any – Couple of weeks now, they see uh, it's still close with Cleveland, um, AFC North. I mean, obviously, I think Pittsburgh, as far as the AFC goes, they're definitely going to clinch that playoff spot any any week now, just about. So, um, 
be interesting to see if that last game, last regular season game is against the Browns in Cleveland, if that'd be the game. Because they've got some tough games. They've got to go to Buffalo. They've got the Colts coming in. Uh, but, but you know, That's it's going to be hard to do. Yeah, I mean, they've the, the got to go to Cleveland last game, but at that time it may be decided in the backup plays and all you've got is backups, and then the Browns are playing for seeding in the wild card. So we, we, yeah, we, I don't think that, more than any other year, I mean, to cut you off, Travis, yeah, more yeah. than any other year getting that number one seed is important because that's the only team that will get a bye in the playoffs. I mean, just thinking of 2020 and, you know, the – the way it's been with sports and just life and pandemic and politics. I mean, sports, the NFL, just looking at the standings at this point in time and the divisions and how tight they are in some of the uh, divisions. I mean, we've, we've had good football this year. We really have. And it, it just really, uh, only one I mean, team's we're going to be, we're, we're going to be coming down to like week 15, 16 with, you know, a lot of variables in play, you know, with, you know, teams being seven and three, or you know, we're just just right there at each other. And uh, did you say the Jets were eliminated? They don't have a that's chance. That's the only team. That's Are the sure? only team. Oh yeah. Okay. The only team that's eliminated the playoffs <laughs> at Thanksgiving is the Jets. Every other team is in play for a playoff slot. Ernest, let me test your reading history. Uh, you said you're reading the book, The History of the NFL. Yes. And uh, diving deep into the cranium of Ernest Watts. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so you said that by Thanksgiving, the New York Jets have been eliminated from the playoffs. What is the earliest that someone has ever been eliminated from the playoff in the NFL season? I don't know. if you <laughs> How long do you think is the 0-16 season the Lions had? Oh, How long was that? You have to pile on again. Wow. I'm sorry. Uh, yes. Remember who the coach was? Uh, who the head coach was? Was it Fox? He's employed right now. No, that was Jim Schwartz. Oh, that's right. He's, I try to block out these things, Ernest. Okay. Well, he's employed. He's yeah. still he's uh, still at the Eagles. Yeah. Well, no, no. Is he the Eagles? No, he's Eagles defensive coordinator. I thought he was defensive line coach for the uh, Raiders now. Oh, did he get dumped by the Eagles? Wow. Yeah, I think he did. Guys do that. They just bounce from team to team. I mean, that's, that's the, the lifers that you see in that respect. Yeah. So, um, so let's transition. I got a transition story. How, you ready, guys? Yep. Go ahead. So, I think if something that's been viral this week, I guess you would call it viral, uh, not the pandemic. But have you heard of the? the I think that the, the trophy should go to this man down in Florida, right? Not uh, not the bearded guy with Miami Dolphins, but this older gentleman. He saves his puppy dog. From a, uh, his being dragged into the pond by the alligator. Have you all seen that video? That <laughs> yeah. is just awesome. How he, I mean, he's an old guy, older guy in his 70s, I think. And they showed the video. He's like, he's got saved his puppy dog from this. It was a smaller alligator, jumped in there, but he still maintained his cigar uh, <laughs> in the mouth, right? Did y'all see that? That's Wait a second. Awesome. Now, you guys work on smoking cessation. Yeah. So, you're going to talk yeah. about a guy smoking cigar on our podcast? He did it. He did it. He did it. I didn't. Maybe the guy was going to use it and burn out the, you know, put it in the eye of the <laughs> yes. alligator. I don't know. All I can think of is Happy Gilmore and the guy jumping in the pond and getting his golf, you know, Happy getting his golf ball and so forth like that. And, yeah. who, play, and who played that part? Adam Sant. Former no. NFL player. What? Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers, who was oh, in Rocky. His, caddy, his trainer, his Chubbs, caddy, right? His trainer. Chubbs. That's why he's got the myth. That's why he's got the wooden arm. Yeah. Chubbs, who's actually also in the Mandalorian, playing right. on Disney Plus right now. But right. Uh, Carl Weathers, who played Apollo Creed in the Rocky movies, played three years for the Oakland Raiders and one year in the Canadian Football League. So he was an NFL player. So he had ties back together. This and I'm going to tie in the, the golf story. I shared it with a group text uh, I saw with a golf ball. A good Christmas idea for anybody out there who's got some golf friends. But it was a golf ball I had inscribed in it. If you find this ball, um, hit it better than me next time. Um, that was pretty neat. I shared that with you guys. And all I could think about was Paul and his his uh, his golf um, adventures this past summer when he went down <laughs> to hot Georgia again. Oh but, my goodness. Um, we got about 10 minutes left in the, the podcast, and uh, 
the NBA, uh, you guys spoke of it last week, kind of gave some ideas and background of what could happen with the NBA draft. And uh, before you know it, uh, we'll be seeing some hoops uh, happen again. And I'm not up to date on it. We're going to talk about, you know, what you guys thought of maybe the first round draft picks and significant things. But are they doing the bubble scenario again uh, with, you know, that's still happening? Or is that just the playoffs? Or what's what's that situation like? So I can. They have planned the first half of the schedule. The season mm-hmm. will start December 22nd. Mm-hmm. The teams will play in their home arenas with no fans. Okay. Kind of that's similar cool. to college basketball, which starts tomorrow, November 25th. Uh, so you know, they've scheduled the first half of the season with the idea concept of doing one of two things. They hope by that time the vaccine's out and they can allow a few fans in or B, they're talking about some in-season tournaments. So yeah. that's why they're only going to release the first half of the schedule, but 1st of December. Players will be going to training camps December 1st. Uh, we're in the midst of free agency, but it's about finished. So, uh, you know, they'll have the big Christmas quadruple header, you know, five or six games, and that'll be the okay. unofficial kickoff to the season. So with the NBA draft, we'll review there. Um, Ernest, what did you think about the Charlotte Hornets, our state team, uh, picking up LaMelo Ball? Who, who is he for some listeners and myself? Where did he come from? I actually came from the Australian Professional League, and before that he played in Lithuania. I'm not that crazy about him because he can't shoot. In the NBA now, you've got to shoot. He is a pretty good ball handler. Uh, He's lazy on defense. Maybe they can get him to uh, play a little bit better. I wanted James Wiseman. I thought that he is the kind of, you know, today's in in the current NBA, he can shoot the three. He moves very well. He does not rebound that well, does not play defense that well. You're looking at a lot of unfinished products for all the teams. I think yeah, because the only, they didn't get to play, you know, the senior yeah, year or junior year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Last play time they played was February. Yeah. Obi Toppin uh, from Dayton, who the Knicks is probably the most finished player in the NBA. Okay. The number four pick never started a game in, in the NCAA basketball. <laughs> Patrick Williams, who's from Charlotte, North Carolina, Okay. Uh, never started a game. For, came off the bench for Florida State, and uh, he wound up being the number four draft pick. So it's it's a lot of it's on projection. You know, in the NFL, pretty much we know what guys can do in the draft, and in baseball is old projection. But in this, the NBA has evolved to the extent now that very few seniors are very few seniors are drafted. You're looking at younger and younger players, and you're projecting them to what you can do. A lot of European players. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, I would tell you that most fans who watch or even ardent NCAA f- fans would probably know at best five or six guys who were drafted in the first round. Hmm. Okay. Very few guys who started, very few guys who had big stats in that respect. So, you know, around here, people know Cole Anthony was drafted by the Magic 15 because he played at Carolina. But I think most people couldn't name most of these kids. Okay. And again, no NCAA. The general public learns NCAA players by their performance in the tournament. With no tournament, there's a huge gap in knowledge about these guys. Very good, very good. Paul, did you uh, notice who the Detroit Pistons picked up for their first round? I did. Pick? He was from France. Killian Oops. Hayes. He's really from the United States, but they sent him over to France okay. to get sort of experience. And I don't mind what the Pistons did this year. Um, I think they're piecing together a lot of parts. And I think that's what makes NBA sort of enjoyable for me these days is that it's almost like they're re-racking all these teams. Like all the teams, except for a few, are making a lot of moves. It makes it very interesting. Like I've lost track of all these rosters, but it's. I think it's good if it's not working and you're looking for that right mixture, sort of like to get like the Miami Heat and and make a run with the right chemistry, instead of always looking for that one, you know, LeBron and the making. I think I like what they're doing. I like the GMs making all these moves. And um, I was going to ask Ernest, which team did he think, which GM has done the best job? Philadelphia has done pretty well from my point of view. I think 
Pistons have done pretty well. I think the Charlotte Hornets, I think it's still, I am not a fan of Mellow Ball either. I want to see how that plays out a little more. I'm I'm never a huge fan of somebody that they say has a ton of potential and they're bragging even before they've done it. I just don't, not a big fan of that. So Ernest, is there a team that you think has done a really good job restacking this year? There's one overwhelming before I get to that though. I, I, you know, I like our second round pick, Vernon Carey from Duke. And what? Wait, wait, wait. That, you I like know, somebody from Duke? Wait, I no. Know. It must be 2020. But but here's the problem. <laughs> he is the traditional center, and that's a disappearing animal in in the NBA. I mean, 5 years ago he would have been a top 3 pick. This he was the number 1 or 2 kid coming out of high school. And he plays the traditional post plays, lost 30 pounds. I mean, he blocks shots, he rebounds, he does the things that you expect to have a center. But so much of the NBA now is is perimeter play that that it, it's it's strange. You only had two centers drafted in the first round, and that used to be that's what you went for: the Shacks, the David Robinsons, the Hakeem Olajuwon's, and now they're an afterthought. But the team, the GM that I thought did the best job, and this hurts me because Nate will be jumping up and down. I thought the Phoenix Suns did a great job. I like what they did in free agency, and I like what they did in drafting. Chris Paul I, had a great year last year, but I think he's a little old. I like, but only that, I like some of what they did. With and again, this is a team that I think really did well in 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 what they did in the in the bubble, getting the team ready. Jalen Smith is a good number four. They got him out of Maryland. And again, I like some of the free agency picks. I like what they've done. They uh, they got Sarich back, so they got a good core there. They got rid of uh, the big lumbering center. He went to Toronto. Uh, Alex Lynn is his name. I like what the Suns have done. I, I like pretty much. You're right. Philadelphia's done pretty good. Daryl Morey. I think has revamped a team that had some problems. I still think they need to get rid of Simmons. There's still a lot left to do. Uh, you know, the two uh, with the, the guys out of Houston, there's some names still floating around. So what you see today is not going to be what teams enter with when first of December. So I think in the next two weeks, we're going to see a lot of trades still made. Clippers need to pick up some, some backcourt help. And they're, they're talking about scary Terry Rozier, from the, the Hornets. So uh, that's a Rick and Morty reference. If you don't know why we call him Scary Terry, I'm trying to skew to the younger audience right there. <laughs> so, uh, you know, rosters are, are not going to be set that much. And you know, that's another thing. I do a quick rant here. This will give me, this give me my last five minutes. Okay, Travis? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll go ahead and transition to that. Here's yeah. what COVID's done. I get no more pre- preview magazines. There's no NCAA preview magazines. There's no NBA preview magazines. There's no NHL preview magazines. Sports Illustrated has driven away to what's become a travelogue magazine. I miss the printed word. And my son and, and David Arnold would tell me this is a new era. Everything's online. The printed page magazines as we know it are dead. But I love the preview magazines. And I've gone to place of the Sears Wish Book, which used to be the second most holy document in my household <laughs> as a child. The Wish Book, I could quote scripture and page you from it. You just looked at the women bra pages. Come on. No, no, yes, no, We've no. all done that before. No, Come no, on. No. The toys, the toys. It was, tell me both of you did not walk around or with giddy anticipation when that wish book came in September in the mailbox. You remember the U.S. It's a catalog, system? folks, if you're yeah. too young to like, and I have to, And I have to give a shout-out to Paul. Last year, he, he sent, I don't know what everybody else got, but he made one of my, my I don't know, if it was, but it was a Christmas wish book. And I think I maybe mentioned on a podcast that I always wished for one of those like replica Super Bowl rings. I forget which one I ever wanted, but I asked for that for several years, and and Paul Arnold sent sent one to me last year for a Christmas gift, and it was a replica of the like the, the NFC Panthers championship. And uh, so that Paul, so you wear it every day to work, Paul. right? I do, and and my hand gets it's it's heavy, it's it's big, it's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's turned green too. Yeah, but <laughs> a quick shout out to Paul. 
Uh, Paul, again, sent us gifts this year, and he was so thoughtful. He, he worked very early on this. And one of the gifts was a T-shirt from my father who passed away uh, not too long ago. It was a uh, Stan the Man musical. My dad, was a, that was his ball player. He loved Stan the Man. And uh, one of the last books we bought for him was the biography of Stan the Man. And uh, I have uh, looking for someone worthy enough to give that shirt to, and I'm giving it to my oldest grandson who will cherish and take care of. But I'm so thoughtful that Paul thought of my father, and I want to tell uh, Travis and the entire world how thoughtful Paul is to not only do something like that, but include some miscreants like myself and Travis and Nate and Chris and can't call David a miscreant because there's blood relative there. We'll just keep but going. I'll, I'll edit most of this out. Go ahead. Keep okay. Going. All right. He would uh, <laughs> give us the opportunity to uh, rant and rave and, right. and hopefully entertain you, gentle listener. So, yes. So, as you can see, uh, there are plenty of leftovers to be had, reheated. And uh, so come back next week to, to get some yummy, warmed up, reheated Sports Talk Radio, and uh, feel free to invite a, a relative over. Share this podcast with a, a friend. Um, give us a review and, and rating on wherever you listen to it. But um, don't want to close on a, a gloomy note. But you know, we are among the holidays, and you know, with COVID. And I think of uh, a quote that I read earlier, and I, I thought of you, Ernest, with the passing of your dad. And we love you. We love you and your family. But uh, the holidays this year won't be the same for many people, right? Many people passed away with COVID and years passed, you know, family members passed away. But once the glue of the family passes away, the holidays just aren't the same anymore. So that is true, as I told Paul, I was discussing before this. So I want to encourage you this this holiday season, you know, we're keeping it safe. We're staying at home. Uh, I want to encourage you, man, woman, son, daughter, whoever's listening, be the glue in your family. Do something significant this year. Enjoy and cherish your family this holiday season. We have a lot to be thankful for. Thank you for tuning in to, uh, for this podcast. And join us next time to hear uh, the age-old question that uh, Ernest gave Paul Arnold. So until next time, thank you. Thank you.